0: The next case for argument is 22-1481,
1: X LLC versus Netflix. Did I pronounce your final name? Oh, Div- you did. I was just <laughs> giving uh, Judge Chen a moment. Uh, uh, Whenever you're ready. Yes. Good morning, Your Honor. May it please the court? Uh, my time is very limited here, and we've raised a number of issues on appeal, and so I'd like to focus the court's attention to the fullest extent possible on the area where I think the the board made the most clear error. Uh, and that's with respect to the construction of frame decryption streams. So in prosecution, Fetkovich was before the examiner. And Fetkovich is a period, a system where there's a periodic key update. The examiner rejected, uh, claims over, uh, Fetkovic, including claim 15, which required, uh, synchronized encryption frames, uh, with decryption information within an input stream. And that's at Appendix 287. After that occurred, uh, the applicant uh, sought an amendment where it uh, added uh, more limitations about synchronization of encrypted frames, decryption information, and that, too, wasn't sufficient. There wasn't a formal rejection, but there was another examiner interview, at which point the examiner proposed an amendment to the claims, adding frame decryption stream to Each of the claims, each of the allowed claims requires a frame decryption stream. The board, however, found frame decryption stream to be met over precisely the same teaching in Fekovic. A periodic key update put into the stream. That can't be right. A safe harbor here is the exact teaching of Fekovic that was overcome based upon the examiner's amendment, a frame decryption stream cannot be the basis to find the claim invalid.
0: If I recall correctly, yes, there were other uh, additional limitations added in the examiner's amendment than notice of allowance. Is that right?
1: Uh, it is, but can I speak to that? Sure. So if you look at claim one, and the only additional limitation that my friends point to you is the encryption key pointer. They say that too was material, and it was. Uh, that's a, that's not in Fekovich. but the encryption key pointer is not in claim 14. So that could not have been the basis for allowance of claim 14. And if we go to the examiner's reasons of allowance, she identifies three limitations. She identifies the key pointer, she identifies the assembling limitation, also in claim one, and the third limitation that she identifies is frame decryption security. So if we look at claim 14, that's the only material limitation. That the examiner cited that was the basis for allowance. Now, to make matters worse, the board did not analyze the prosecution history. And it wasn't because we didn't present it, we did. So we have a situation where the claim is allowed, the claims are allowed over Fekovic, which is indisputably a periodic key update system where that is added to the stream. And the board says we're going to find this claim uh, invalid if there's a periodic key update in the stream, interleaved into the stream, but does not address the prosecution history at all. But it gets worse still, because the board also essentially wrote the frame decryption stream limitation right out of the claim. If you look at Appendix 21 and 22, the board says by virtue of the assembling limitation of claim 1, we don't even need to look at the frame decryption stream limitation. So we've got a key limitation that is the basis for allowance, at least in the case of Claim 14, which the examiner, that's why the claims were allowed, and the examiner was very familiar with that privilege. And, and yet, yeah, please. Uh,
0: let me see if I understand this. This is the claim limitation about the one-to-one correspondence between decryption information and... And a given frame. Just so to be precise. Every frame gets its own corresponding decryption information.
1: That is the construction we presented. Right. Yes.
0: And so, um, what in the prosecution history tells us that we must be compelled to understand this little bit generic term of synchronized frame decryption stream as. Have, requiring this one-to-one correspondence between decryption information and frame.
1: To be precise, we are not arguing that you have to find that our construction is correct. That is not our position. Our position is you have to find that the board's construction is wrong, and that's because uh, it's allowed over of which is a per- periodic key update system, and the board doesn't analyze the prosecution history. It, it, the board. The, I'm sorry. The examiner was well aware that Vekovic is a periodic uh, key update system. The examiner in rejecting original claim 14 is at Appendix 283, specifically cited Vekovic at Column 7, Lines 2 to 21. That references Vekovic's Figure 2, which makes clear that you have periodic encryption information multiplexed into the street. And it's un- undisputed. I, I guess, yeah. is there something in the
0: examiner's notice of allowance that explains what his or her thinking was when she or he made this particular
1: amendment to these claims. The only express uh, statements so we I do just to, we do have to make some inferences but the only express statements is after an interview she found our uh, based upon our agreement to her amendment she found our arguments persuasive. She identified the three limitations that we talked about previously only one of which is in claim 14 and she allowed the claims but i think there's more there's more in the record that uh is eliminated. i would like to direct as i mentioned earlier we made uh, we made an interim amendment which the examiner did not uh reject formally but we were asked to make comments in connection with that amendment which we did We specifically directed the examiner to our patent's discussion of figure six. Our patent's discussion of figure six is the only portion of our patent where the phrase frame decryption stream is found. And if you go through figure six, it's an algorithm that says, should we encrypt a frame? If so, let's add encryption information to the frame decryption stream, and then let's go down. Do you want to encrypt another frame? Okay, let's add uh, another uh, frame decryption information into the stream. And so we can infer appendix 309. It's not the only site. There are other portions where we cited to the examiner the teachings of figure six. Again, the only portion of our patent that mentions the the phrase frame decryption stream. And so if you're trying to infer what the examiner thought, it makes sense to me that we pointed the examiner to the teachings of figure six she latched on to frame decryption stream, and in that context, frame decryption stream, you're adding decryption information on a frame-by-frame basis. And if you proceed on to column seven, the beginning, it makes clear that you do that even when you're not updating the key. This sounds like yes. a pretty long story the court would have to write in the federal circuit
0: opinion to make the case. May I offer a yeah. different possibility? Right. I mean, normally yeah. it's, there's a sentence, and it's a killer sentence. Yes. And we can easily lift it out, paste it into an opinion, and say, See, there it is. So, uh, this chain of inferences is, uh, if, if you pardon the expression, a little spooky.
1: Well, I don't think the, the court has to go through that exercise. You have options. This is de novo review. I think one of the options that you have is to send it back to the board and just say, Look, board. You didn't even talk about the prosecution history. I mean, I mean, you didn't discuss the prosecution history, and yet you're finding the claims invalid over Fekovic and the key teaching of Fekovic. Why did you do that? Can you please explain yourself? You don't have to do that. This is de novo review. You can reach the ultimate question. I also think, uh, and again, I think the clear safe harbor is that a periodic key update, as in Fekovic, that can't be a frame to stream based upon that prosecution history
2: but you're you're offering us the alternatives of we don't have to say your construction is correct if we what what is wrong about the board's construction i guess
1: well it, i just don't think it could be squared with the prosecution history
2: uh the prosecution history which you think was not adequately discussed
1: it was not analyzed at all i mean we can look at and so so yeah. where would
2: that leave us if we weren't sure that your construction was right but Maybe we didn't think the board's was correct. What do we do at that point?
1: Well, so I think there are decisions, uh, I, I believe from this court, again, remember the citation off the top of my head, where the court says we only have to construe a limitation to the extent necessary to decide the issue. And so if you decide that the board's construction is wrong, you can and you can do this because they presented two alternative theories below. At least that's what the board, in my view, generously Let's let's assume for the sake of argument that's so. We both agree that the first alternative theory would satisfy the claim. The second theory that the board proceeded to find the claims invalid on, that's based upon a periodic key update. So if you find that that is inconsistent with the prosecution history and other claim construction principles, you could reverse that finding, remand it back. Or if you want, uh, as Judge Chen suggested, because the prosecution history is tortured, let's say, you could also uh, ask the board to provide a further analysis of it.
0: Uh, It's intrinsic evidence, the prosecution history, right? Yes, so it it is de novo. So it's de novo. I mean, it's something that we could do on our own.
1: Of course. Of course. So I I, I would like to preserve my uh, rebuttal time if possible, but I I think I have one more minute, so I'll try to address it briefly. And that's going to be the uh, bite... Uh, size offset so claim 10 and 19. addressed in passing but i think it's another instance where i think the board just got it wrong so that claim requires information identifying a bite size offset petitioner uh, of a portion uh uh encrypt, that is encrypted petitioner uh points to a slice the experts agree a slice has a variant size and more uh specifically um, I, I think I said, I, I may have it uh based upon the note I just got. So it's data field size. If I said something other than that, I apologize. Okay. Um, helpful, thanks. <laughs> Very good. So something with a varying size, if you just say uh, every fourth slice, which is what Fekovich does, and each slice is different in size, that's not information identifying a data field size. So unless there are questions on anything I've said, I'd like to reserve the rest of my rebuttal time. Thank
3: you. Good morning, Your Honors. May it please the court, Barbara Batts, uh, for Pellee ne- uh, Pel- Netflix. Um, I'd like to start off with the synchronized frame decryption stream and make sure we're clear on the term that was construed below. It was The full term is synchronized frames decryption stream. And to be clear as to Judge Chen's question about what is the issue here, The issue is a one-to-one course, a transmission correspondence. So what DIVX is contending, that in the transmission, with each frame, you have to also send the decryption information with that frame. So with the Institute of Ground and and the the finding of invalidity, the board found that you could send, for example, with every two frames, every four frames, every eight frames, this periodic transmission. So the question before the, the, the board was, did the term synchronized frame decryption stream, was it limited to a one-to-one transmission correspondence? And if we look at the final written decision, the board walked through the claim language as a first instance and said, is there anything in the claim language that supports this narrowing of the claim to a one-to-one transmission correspondence? And th- there's nothing in the claim language that would, that would be so limiting. And as we see on appeal now, DivX has really seized on this word stream as th- of the portion of, the, of this claim term to argue that stream itself requires this one-to-one transmission correspondence. But that's not supported by the claim language. The board then went to the specification. Now, what's notable, I think, an oral argument here today is Divix's counsel has run away from figure nine, which it relied upon below in the briefing here for this court for its arguments. Now it's saying, well, let's focus on figure six. I'd like to start with figure nine and then switch over to figure six. So figure nine and appendix 105 There's a description of Figure 9 on Column 9, 27 through 30 of the patent, which is cited by both parties in the briefing, and it says, in the exemplary embodiment, the decryption information 995 may be incorporated within or otherwise transmitted in conjunction with the encrypted video stream. So it's very open-ended language as to what is required in terms of this decryption information and how this decryption information is transmitted. And then if we go to the figure six language, and that's on appendix 103 and, line, and column six, lines 59 to 61, when describing figure six, which was cited by my colleague here today, it says, thus, once a frame has been encrypted per step 610, the information needed to decrypt the encrypted, I assume it says frame, can be added into a synchronized frame decryption string." Again, there's no reference to any sort of one-to-one transmission correspondence, any any reference to how the transmission has to be effectuated. And the, and the board recognizes this in its analysis of specification.
0: What about the, the prosecution history? That seems so, to be the main event of the morning for Appellance Council. And sure. what happened in the examiner's amount amendment and Petkovic was right there in front of everybody and you know, there's different claims, not just claim one that got amended. And why didn't
3: the board sure. deal with them? So, the, so I will start with it because you asked a number of questions on that uh, in my colleague's time and I'd like to address those in turn. So first, he as he said himself, he kept on inferring what we could speculate as to the, what the examiner intended. He said we have to make inferences. He said it makes sense to me. He, it's a lot of speculation as to what the examiner meant. What is notable is the, is the prosecution history is silent as to any discussion of a one-to-one transmission correspondence. There's no discussion of it at all. The, the thing that they're seizing upon still is the term stream. And saying stream has to require this one-to-one correspondence, even though it's not in the claims and it's not in the specification. And what I think is notable is that in addition to that, both sides' experts testified as to the meaning stream. So they asked our expert, and we pointed out where they excerpted his testimony, but on Appendix 3603, our expert said, well, certainly the institute of combination has a stream because you have the encrypted frames that are being interleaved with the decryption information. And that certainly should satisfy it. And then the board also noted that that's exactly what DIVIC's infringement allegations in the district court contended. They contended that synchronized frame decryption stream, and this is Appendix 855 of their, their complaint, they said synchronized frame decryption stream is satisfied when, when Netflix synchronizes the frame decryption information by interleaving, and then, so interleaving the, the information with the frames. So that's consistent. And I, and I do want to go to Divix's expert testimony on this point, because I think it's, it's really a core issue that they've not addressed in their argument about the meaning of stream. So if we turn to Appendix 3075, we repeatedly asked Divix's expert in, in deposition, what does the term stream mean? So if you look at the top of, uh, Appendix 3075, we asked a question, what does the word stream mean in the phrase synchronized frame decryption stream? And the answer was, well, There's many different definitions depending on the context that we're in. So he's saying, well, you don't really know what stream means. It depends on context. And we didn't stop there. We asked then on the next page, uh, appendix 3076, we asked, well, what what is, or at the bottom of 3075, we asked again, and then he responded, what I'm saying is that stream has a lot of different meanings. And if you go down to the bottom of his answer there, he says, because otherwise stream has so little meaning. You have to analyze the term as a whole. So Divix doesn't have any support. They didn't submit dictionary definitions or any other support in, in the below to argue that stream has this one-to-one correspondence meaning. And their own expert says it, it could have a lot of different meanings or it has no, little to no meaning. So in terms of the prosecution history, what we have is the examiner giving multiple reasons and a notice of allowance
0: as, That's to, for claim as one. to claim one. What about claim 14?
3: Examiner is silent as to claim 14. So what we have is the exam the examiner made multiple amendments as well for, for claim 14 so there's nothing clear in the file history what will they, they haven't argued a disavowal or a disclaimer of, of claim scope what have alone shown it they're just saying we should infer that somehow um, that, that there should be this one to one one to one that, uh, your correspondence.
0: that anticipates claim 14
3: I think our position is that, does Fetkovich anticipate claim 14 Yes. Yeah. I, I have to think about that one, Your Honor, because we, we did an obvious this combination with okay. three references for a lot of different oh, well, claim limitations. Well, ob- it's obvious. Um, mean, yes, yeah. it, it is. Um, and what we noted, and I, I want to point out that the, the, the board addressed Divix's arguments about the prosecution history and in the institution decision. So on Appendix 4865 through 4867, they spent three pages addressing, well, you're complaining that Fekovic was already before the, the examiner, that the examiner considered Fekovic, whether these teachings are duplicative, and the board concluded in the institution decision that no, we're pointing to different teachings in Feckovich. And we pointed out that we had teachings for column five and column six, these other teachings that were about the, the sending of the frame decryption information rather than Feckovich's teachings about synchronization. So the board, the board had already addressed this issue on, at the institution stage. Um, so, if there's any other further questions, I-
2: it, it, so Fekovich does uh, disclose the periodic synchronization, correct?
3: Yes. I, I don't think there's any dispute that I think both Ueno and Fekovich have explicit description of synchronization and how to deal with synchronization and, to, and, and and the loss of sync or loss of synchronization. So you want to ensure how do you know that the in, in decryption information that you're receiving is the right decryption information for a particular frame, like if there's a loss in the transmission. So, so I, I think that's been clear, was clear below.
2: Do you have any response to the suggestion that we don't need to decide whether uh, DivX's construction is correct, just whether the board's is incorrect?
3: Um, I think that's a strange position to take, I guess. But I, I guess the, the issue that I would have is it's clear that DivX is contending and asking for a narrower, a much narrower construction. So is there any basis for narrowing the claim to a, to a much more limited one-to-one transmission correspondence, when there is no evidence uh, in the record that, that that would warrant a one-to-one transmission correspondence, and there has been no argument for disavowal or disclaimer of claims. Go. Um, if there's no further questions on that, I would I'd like to turn to the claim 10 and 19 argument that they made. Um, so so on claims 10 and 19, um, and I want to get the claim language right. I have a disagreement here. So on claim 10, it's the the term that i believe my was wanted to re- recite was the description stream includes information identifying a data field size and they say well you don't know the size of these substructures the slices so that, that that the board was incorrect in its finding I, so i think first off i think that is a substantial evidence question um and not a, a de novo question here and i want to point out that do slices have a fixed size so so yes Slices do have a fixed size. So you have a, sl- a slice size pre-compression, and then when you compress it, it changes into a different size. So mm-hmm. I have a couple of points of evidence I'd like to direct you to on this, on this issue. So okay. the f- first is both the Fetkiewicz and Demos references that we relied upon were references that use slices, that the, 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 the unit of data that they use is a slice to decide on what to encrypt, what portion of the framework they decrypt, encrypt and then decrypt, it's a slice.
0: And so there's a certain number of slices that make up an individual frame? Correct. And there's a certain number of macro blocks that make up a slice? Correct. Okay, keep going.
3: So so, as an as initial matter, both we have two different prior art references that show that people were actually doing encryption and decryption using slices. They knew how to identify the slice pre, pre-compression, and then in, in compression they were able to identify slices for encrypting and de- decrypting. Um, and I think uh, I'd like to turn briefly to uh, appendix page 3465, which is Divix's expert's um, declaration. And if you see on, on that page, paragraph 78, he, he, he concedes this point that Fekovic is teaching a partial, encryption, partial frame encryption, which would then proceed to encrypt portions of the frame as defined by frame stup- substructures, such as every fourth slice of the frame, so he's conceding that the prior art is teaching a way of identifying the fourth in slice that you want to encrypt, and then encrypting that fourth in slice. I think this is also notable for the um, the board. Also cited the infringement contentions by by DivX on this issue, and I think it's telling um, because if we turn to Appendix fourteen oh eight, the infringement contentions from the district court. What, what's shown there is that divicks was identifying slices as being the infringing data unit. So if you look at the bottom of 1408, which is page 19 of their contentions, they describe the now unit, which is, they say the subsample eight is an IDR slice, as shown shown below, a now unit containing video information. This subsample contains 80 encrypted bytes and 11 unencrypted bytes. So even the evidence they were pointing to in the district court that the board credited in its analysis is showing that a slice has a defined number of bytes for encryption, decryption. It has a knowable location. What is the the, the argument that DivX is trying to contend is that, well, these slices can change when they're compressed. Well, yes, data gets compressed. It changes in size. And slices can vary in size. A, a slice doesn't have to be a certain size, but they're still knowable what the sizes of the slices are. And if you turn to uh, appendix page 1409, what you see there is they have the different slices with the number of of unencrypted bytes and encrypted bytes and each slice yes they vary in size but you know the size of the of each slice and the number of bytes within each slice yeah. there's no other questions i thank ask. you thank you your honor
1: so just uh, to make a few points i didn't hear much disagreement on the reasons of allowance i walked you through how there were three i heard no disagreement that the only reason for allowance identified limitation was frame decryption information i saw a reference to appendix 855, which is our, uh, the contentions in the complaint, I mean, the contentions, it's our complaint. If you read the very next sentence, it says the encryption is by frame. So I, I would just uh, direct your honors to that paragraph on 855-276, there's no inconsistency in our position. I wanna point out something just uh, so you, you don't think I got something wrong. If you look at uh, the claim 14 was allowed, There is errant underlining. So if you look at it at first glance, it may seem like there's more that was added to the claim than there actually was, but if you do a comparison of the underlined to the crossed out, almost all of it is the same. So I just want to flag that uh, should anyone look at it. Um, There was an argument that the board addressed this in the institution decision. That's just wrong. The argument we presented at that time, pre-institution, was that 325D dictated uh, non-institution because Fekovich was before the board we believed that they were arguing one to one just like our view of the claim the issue of claim construction of frame decryption stream was not before the board and even putting all that to the side as this court has said in intelligent biosystems the board still needs to address the question once it's fully joined in the final decision. so that just doesn't have merit uh, briefly i'll address uh, slices i heard agreement that slices do not have fixed sizes that this is particularly true when they're compressed i can explain that if, if it needs to be explained and something was read from one of our infringement contentions, but i heard it said 80 encrypted bytes so there is a size so with that i've got one minute remaining i would just like to address any questions that your may have
0: it's an abuse of discretion to consider to review whether or not the board correctly found an argument preserved in the petition, correct, or found that an argument wasn't preserved in the petition.
1: May I leave a parting gift for the court? I, I don't like know. To, it depends. I would like to withdraw that argument, and I would like to withdraw the secondary considerations argument. So no one needs to spend time addressing that in the decision. But You're correct. <laughs> to answer your question, yeah, you're take
2: that gift.
0: Will we take that yes? I vote yes. I'll I'll vote yes.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Roger. Thank you. Thank you, Uh, Sadhguru.